Hey, what's going on all of our Tennessee conservative subscribers? This is Brandon Lewis here with another 10Con Big 7 Weekend Digest. Guess what? I go through all the stories and I find the very best ones, the ones that I know that you care about so that you don't have to. Although, if you did want to go and uh, take a look-see at some of the things I didn't cover, or if you'd like to look at some of these stories that will be covered more in depth, you can do that by going to uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com. And if you will, in the comments section, leave where you are watching this from. Uh, in particular, uh, I'd like for you to tell me where you're watching this from. It doesn't matter if you're up in Tri-Cities, if you're in Middle Tennessee, if you're up in Jackson. Uh, I did get a request recently to go out and speak in Memphis, and I couldn't quite do it. That's a six- or seven-hour drive for me, not counting both ways. But do let us know where you're listening uh, from. Uh, you can put this in the comment section. I'm going to type one in here right now. They've changed the way this is done, so I'm hoping that I can see everybody's comments. Now, listen. Are any of you in or around Wilson County? All right, Tammy. Coming in from Laverne, we got Sarah in Nashville. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you ladies being here. You got to pretty this place up if you're looking at my mug. If any of you are in Wilson County or around Wilson County, I will be there tomorrow morning. There are details on our Facebook page there. Uh, thank you, Vivian, uh, coming in from Knoxville. Uh, I'm going to be in Wilson County at the Wilson County Conservative uh, what's it called? Conservative Republican meeting. Uh, May Beavers, Brad Little invited me to come over there on a little bit of a short notice. So I'm excited about being there at 10 Eastern, 9 Central tomorrow. I think it is at Music City uh, Baptist Church. Music City Church. I'm sorry, I don't have my notes pulled up in front of me, but if you'll go there and take a look, uh, I'll be there talking about uh, the power of conservative uh, citizen journalist and telling you what the Tennessee's mainstream media doesn't want you to know. So we're going to get into these big seven stories. And if you would, when you see our content, if you think it's important, share it. Uh, and if you would subscribe, just in case, you know, it, we've never seen a conservative have their uh, platform shut down on social media. I mean, it ain't like it happened to the president of the United States or anything. So just in case, we need to make sure that we are there. So I'm going to get right into these stories. First big story, and if, if you have not paid attention, you've probably seen us really uh, covering this, and that's this one, okay? And again, as we go through these stories, comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think about these stories. I appreciate reading the comments, and also, again, no matter when you watch this, even if it's in 2035, uh, when we're still masking and life is apparently going to be weird, uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, Robert says, uh, we attended the Sing 2021 conference in Nashville. Loved our visit. Loved this site. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm glad that you're here. So here are the, the big stories, right? This is the big one. More Tennessee senators sign on in support of special sessions. Spearheaded by Senator Janice Bowling from Tullahoma. If you ever see this lady in person or anywhere else, thank her. And we've got Michael coming in here from Murfreesboro. Thank you, Michael. Um, more Tennessee senators have started adding their names to a growing list of legislators requesting a special session of the General Assembly to call to be called to address mandates, executive orders, and dangerous edicts coming from the federal government. As of September 22nd, this is important to know, the Tennessee conservative has been able to confirm the following Republican senators have offered their support uh, for this special legislative session. That is Janice Bowling, Mark Pody, Joey Hensley. 
Frank Nicely, Mike Bell, Kerry Roberts, Don White, Rusty Crow, Paul Bailey, Paul Rose, Jack Johnson, Steve Sutherland, and Brian Kelsey. Now, meanwhile, you know, the General Assembly consists of what? Consists of the Senate over here, which we've got some people still holding out, and we've got the, um, the House over here. Now, 100% of the House has said, sure, let's do this. It's past due. In fact, Cameron Sexton called for this. I don't know, has it been a couple of months now? It's been a while. It may be three months. I don't know. But we still have some folks that are stonewalling, and you can look on our website. You can look and, and find out if your senator is supporting this or not. If you think that it's a good thing, then you should definitely uh, go and contact them. There are 33 members of the Senate, meaning 22 would have to support a special session. 100% of all Republican members of the House have voiced their support. So now nine more senators must commit in order to call the special session. There's no indication that Randy McNally's stance has changed. Here's his stance. We'll just let the courts sort out everything. We're not going to legislate anything. Y'all suffer. Maybe you have to quit your job. Maybe uh, maybe you have to take some kind of medical treatment just to be able to go to a concert or buy something. Maybe that's okay. Maybe we'll just let it all work out in the courts, okay? That's his opinion. And apparently we don't believe that there should be secretary or there, there should, should be separation of powers. Uh, Tammy, thank you for sharing that story. I got a little distracted there. Apparently, they don't think there needs to be separation of powers, which is very odd because we we study in uh, we study in in Tennessee civics class that we really need that stuff, right? It's important. All right, so I always forget to do. I don't always forget to do it, but sometimes I do it later than I should. And we got uh, Tommy Lee Varnell uh, coming from Cleveland, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Listen. It's expensive to do this, to cover these news stories, to, to build subscribers, and we run on grassroots support. If you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and uh, click the support button, and if you give any amount, we'll send you two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. Put them on your car. Annoy your friends and neighbors. Stick, Take one of them and stick them on one of your uh, leftist liberal uh, relatives' cars and let them try to scrape it off. It's it's made of some kind of titanium gripping material, so I don't think that it's going to come off. So if you put it on there, they'll probably have to just get a new bumper. Uh, we also send you this directory of legislative officials. It has uh, the governor, all your state senators, all your state reps, so you can contact them. Maybe about this special session would be a good reason to use this. You can always keep that handy dandy. And if you give $50 or more, or if you give a recurring donation, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. This is made of, uh, of I think it's made of, of nuclear-grade uranium. So you really probably shouldn't drink anything out of this. Uh, to be honest, although it may give you mutant superpowers. I haven't quite tested it out. Uh, now the inside of these that we've recently got are red, which means you could probably put red wine in there and people would think it's water. I'm just saying it's got multiple purposes and uses, okay? Uh, some some legends say that this is actually the melted down sword of Excalibur. I don't know. These are just rumors floating around. I don't know if it's true. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and uh, click that support button, buddy. We need it. Back to the story. This is the second one. Governor Lee asked for greater transparency in Afghan resettlement. I'm starting to see a pattern here. See if you can pick up on it, okay? Governor Lee is asking the White House for transparency as Tennessee prepares for the incoming of at least 415 refugees from Afghanistan. 
I'm sure the federal government has thoroughly vetted these individuals, and they're completely safe, and they have no connection to the Taliban whatsoever, and they will immediately be assimilated into our community, and they will place no financial burden on the taxpayers of Tennessee. Back to the story. Last week, an email by the U.S. Department of State's Afghan Placement and Assistant Program provided Lee's office with an estimated number of refugees to expect, but also told them to anticipate that the number would increase. Lee stated, significant details are still outstanding. As I've said before, the federal government owes Tennesseans full transparency into their plan and vetting process. Here's where we see the pattern. Watch this. In late 2019, Governor Lee was criticized by conservatives in his own party for his decision to allow refugees to continue to be placed in the state. And then President Donald Trump allowed states to choose whether they wanted to accept refugees. Lee opted in, even though both chambers of the state legislature opposed the move. This is the same thing Bill Lee did when it came to this illegal immigration center that we got shut down here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where up to now, and we'll get to this a little later in the newscast, three kids were molested, or at least three charges, and one was lost. And Lee did this same thing, this what I would call a, a PR rope-a-dope. He'll approve something that he knows conservative primary voters do not like regarding illegal immigration, refugee immigration, whatever you want to call it. And then he claims that he, he acts like he didn't know anything about it, and then he never references the fact that he authorized it in the first place, and that if he did not authorize it, we would not be dealing with the problem. So moving forward, I got an idea. This might be helpful. Don't authorize things that the federal government will later turn into a gigantic mess unless you just really do love open Tennessee borders. I don't get it. But that's what we're dealing with here, okay? That's the story. Early plans show that about 350 Afghan evacuees were to be placed in Nashville with another 25 heading to Memphis and 20 each going to Knoxville and Chattanooga just this week. The CDC alerted medical professionals to be on alert for infectious diseases among Afghan nationals recently brought into the country, including measles, mumps, and rubella. Imagine that. Boy, they want, they want vaccine mandates all over the state of Tennessee. A lot of, a lot of senators want to keep them in place and private employers and Joe Biden wants to make, you know, if you got a hundred or more, he wants to make it compulsory. Tell me what you think about that in the comments section. But if you are an illegal immigrant or if you're an Afghan refugee, come on over. We're not worried about you. We're worried about the tax paying citizens. Let's control them while we change the demographics of America so we can vote in more Democrats. Fantastic. Next story, Republicans call on Biden to fix the border crisis in Del Rio. And I hope you've seen some of the pictures of this, guys. What a failure. Jackie Oliver says, BS. He didn't actually say BS. We will not comply. Unbelievable. I'm right there with you. Okay. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is urging Biden to deploy the National Guard to help Texas personnel to resolve humanitarian crisis resulting from roughly 14,000 people illegally congregating under the Del Rio International Bridge in the border town of Del Rio, Texas. I don't think it's a humanitarian crisis. I think it's just rampant illegal immigration. I mean, there may be a humanitarian crisis that happens because of it, but you buy the ticket, you take the ride. I mean, when you're doing something illegal, but then again, I guess if you've been invited by the President of the United States to do it tacitly, well, there you go. 
McCarthy said the Biden administration must recognize this for what it is, a national security crisis, and it is. It is no coincidence that this is happening as Democrats and Congress are moving to pass legislation that would grant immediate citizenship for up to 10 million illegal aliens. This is a wake-up call to Democrats that their policies are putting Americans' lives in danger and must be abandoned. Biden does, has not deployed any military to help the Texas National Guard. Now, he'll deploy the military in massive amounts and put a fence around the White House, but he won't do it to protect our southern borders. It's amazing. And the Department of Homeland Security, even though Laughlin Air Force Base is located in Del Rio, despite DHS saying it is deporting people from the area, the numbers have only continued to climb on September 9th. There were several hundred people which surged to 9,000. By September 16th, it is reported that an additional 20,000 are on their way to a Mexican city located directly across the border in Del Rio. Despite claims made by the Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the majority of those entering the U.S. illegally are not being deported by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcers, with over 60% being released into U.S. communities. Boy, they, they want you to have your papers. They want you to live your life a certain way. They want you to comply with all kind of stuff. But somebody from another country comes across the border, oh, no rules for you. No rules for you. We'll prop you up here. We'll set you up. We'll get you, you know, all the taxpayer social services you like. And, you know, no, no big deal. The only people we like to control and the only people that we like to uh, bully are our own citizens. And a lot of GOP members are allowing this stuff to happen. In states across the union, at least, it, it's good to see uh, Abbott with some backbone and DeSantis with some backbone. I wish we had some more of that in our state. Next story, third arrest from Tennessee Illegal Immigration Center for sexual battery of a minor. This is that great illegal immigration center that Bill Lee put in our backyard and that Todd Gardenhire thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Here we go. The Chattanooga Police Department announced a third employee of La Casa de Sydney was arrested under sexual battery charges. And this is so funny. When I went up there to report on this and we broke the story on this illegal immigration center, the people working at this uh, apparently place that likes to molest and lose children uh, were so smug and indignant. And they said, when I claimed that that center was being paid for by taxpayer money, they said, oh, no, you're, you're, you're lying. So you've already had your lies exposed. I'm like, well, yeah, taxpayer dollars pay for this stuff. And meanwhile, they act like they're doing some kind of great humanitarian thing. But apparently a lot of other things were going on in this center as well. Back to the story. The now-closed shelter on Vance Avenue was used to house unaccompanied migrant children. 22-year-old Rebecca Isabel Perez was charged with sexual battery by an authority figure and is currently being held in Silverdale Detention Center. According to police reports, Perez had a relationship with a 16-year-old while he was housed there. The boy told investigators that Perez contacted him when the facility was first under investigation and asked him to delete their messages. Well, no crap. Randy Duarte and Florenza Morales are the other two staff members who have been arrested for sexual battery of a minor. The shelter was run by the Georgia-based Baptiste Group under a federal grant contract. After Duarte was arrested on June 30th, the state's Department of Children's Services suspended the Baptiste license, forcing them to close the facility, which they are appealing. And as all this stuff happened, the only thing that, that Todd Gardenhire was mad about is that 100 people lost their jobs in his district never thought to talk to us about whether we wanted this thing in the district, and apparently he knew about it before it came in. Imagine this. Just think about this for a minute. That place was not open very long. 
I don't know, several hundred children probably came and went there. And this was a male facility. These were all Latino, about to be men. I mean, they were mainly like late teenagers. If, if there are three women that were accused of uh, molesting or abusing uh, adolescent males, imagine what happened and what is happening uh, with the girls' shelters in the United States. Imagine what's happening there, because I'm not, I'm not here to cast a, a broad net, but typically, typically if these incidents happen, it's more likely that it's, it's male on female than the other way around. And the fact that we got three of these and a lost kid in this one center makes me think, well, good grief, statistically speaking, I mean, if this is like any kind of bellwether, what's happening in these other centers? I would be curious to know. Next story, vaccine mandates are driving Tennesseans out of the workforce. Recently, there has been a concerted effort by the state to get people back to work following the government's response to COVID this year. And last result in the shutdowns, business closures, and layoffs across the state, it's funny. Government causes these problems, and then they want to ride in on their white horse as if they're trying to fix it. I'm like, no, y'all clean, y'all already made the mess. Y'all should be doing recompense for the mess. Um, anyway, back to the story. However, due to Governor Lee and Lieutenant uh, Randy McNally allowing corporate-level vaccine mandates to be pushed on Tennessee workers, which they still are, an increasing number of people are being coerced into taking the vaccines to keep their jobs or losing their jobs due to their choice to practice their medical freedom. Many Tennesseans have chosen to quit their jobs after receiving notice of mandated vaccines to dodge government overreach and to express their right to body autonomy. I talked to somebody the other day who is with child and who has naturally recovered from COVID, and now they're having to pick between their job and whether or not they want to put their pregnancy at risk. This stuff is happening all over the state, and it seems like our state senators are more concerned with corporate liberty than individual liberty, probably because more money comes from corporate liberty. Many Tennesseans have chosen to quit their jobs after receiving notice of mandated vaccines to dodge government overreach and to express the right to body autonomy. I'm getting calls about this stuff every day, people. Huge groups of people. We ran an article about 3M here recently where they're trying to organize to fight this stuff in the plants that are in Tennessee. Other Tennessee workers report their companies they work for have not yet mandated uh, the vaccine, but will likely do so in the future when the companies do. The workers will choose to resign. Further, some Tennesseans who are looking for employment are declining when jobs are offered because the businesses are requiring that their employees be vaccinated. Other Tennesseans have opted to take the vaccine under protest in order to keep their jobs. I'd walk off the job. I'm self-employed. One reason I got self-employed a long time ago, I don't make any money off running the Tennessee Conservative. That's why I ask for your support just to get the thing to break even. It's something that I do because I believe in it. Uh, but that's one reason I'm self-employed is because I just I like my freedom and a lot of my liberty, and I'm not going to surrender it to a corporation, and you shouldn't either. Next story, U.S. Supreme Court uh, to reconsider Roe versus Wade. Couldn't be any worse than what it is, at least I hope not. The U.S. Supreme Court announced Monday it would hear a case in December that directly challenges the landmark 1973 abortion case, Roe v. Wade. The high court set December 1st as the date it would hear Dobbs v. Jackson, a women's health organization, which means a decision could be reached by June 2022. The case 
features a challenge to Mississippi law banning abortions after 15 weeks. The case especially addresses the constitutionality of abortion bans that will take effect uh, before a fetus would be viable outside of the womb. Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch has asked the court to use this case to overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Uh, Casey, which would be the most significant abortion ruling in decades if it occurred. The news comes after the Supreme Court recently allowed a Texas law to stand that bans abortions after six weeks when a heartbeat is detectable. Well, the way I look at it is this. Nothing grows without life. If it's growing, it's alive. Dead things don't grow. Pretty simple to understand. Next story. I love this one. If, if you didn't pay attention to any of the other ones, any of the other ones, pay attention to this one, okay? Tammy Lynn says, if they are PG, they will not deport. I don't know what PG means. Somebody's going to have to help me. All right. And if, as, you, as we, again, go through these stories, put your comments in here. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know where you're watching from. Even if you watch this after it's uh, no longer live, uh, it, it also helps helps reach more conservatives when you do that. Like it, share it. Share it in the conservative groups especially. All right. I love this one. Putnam County football players take a knee to pray after complaint from National Watchdog Group. Or another way of, of saying is American-hating leftist uh leftist, uh, oh, I'm, I'm losing the word here. Help me out here. Uh, atheists. So who cares what they think anyway? On September 17th, after the football game between Upperman High School and Stone Memorial School, the players gathered to lead prayer with an overwhelming support of their parents and community. This action came after a Washington, D.C.-based group, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, sent a letter to Putnam County School District's scolding them for instances of prayer and proselytizing at Cookville and Upperman High Schools. Now, at the same time, these are the people that want your, your kids to be taught about all kinds of forms of, of sexual deviancy, confused about their gender, as if being a kid's not hard enough. Uh, they, they want critical race theory in schools, but oh, the Bible and prayer, the, the, the very foundation, the Judeo-Christian foundation of our nation, let's get that out of public education. On their Facebook page, Americans United reported that after being alerted to church-state violations happening in Putnam County schools, I wonder who the, the very awesome uh, Karen parent was that, that put that in there. Back to the story. They wrote the district, and the school administrators immediately responded to their letter to make sure all policies and laws concerning prayer at school-sponsored activities are followed, as if it's any of your damn business. Putnam County Schools issued a statement saying that they understand that faculty members and staff could not lead prayer while being supportive of the right and students to participate in and lead prayers. As a district, we absolutely understand the importance of prayer in the lives of our students, faculty, and staff members. Uh, Bob Vick, a Putnam County Schools alum, shared a photo on Facebook of the players uh, praying after the game with the following caption. I like this. Bob Vick, closed circuit transmission. Anybody knows Bob Vick? I'd like to have him on the program to talk about this. See if somebody can find him. If you can find Bob Vick's contact information, the guy that's affiliated with Putnam County Schools, email it to me, brandon at tennesseeconservativenews.com. I'd like to talk to this person. Listen to this quote. Satan's power was defeated tonight as the threat of a legal action to forbid prayer after the game was overwhelmed by player-led prayer supported by parents and fans in solidarity on overall field. God bless the Baxter and Stone players for their faith and courage. Hear, hear. Good to see kids early on in their career and as students learning how to stand up to all of this tyranny 
that's coming from the left, that's coming in some cases from the right. And uh, I'm going to close with this. One of the biggest reasons that I started the Tennessee Conservative is because I've got a three-year-old and a nine-year-old little girl. And I do not want them to grow up in a world where their father did not display the courage necessary to combat a lot of this stuff. And I want my girls to see an example of a man who's taking a stand, even when it's unpopular and even when it's difficult. And that's what we're doing here at the Tennessee Conservative. And if you can help us do that so that our kids in Tennessee and in America have the liberties that we grew up when, please go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit the support button, share our content. Uh, we are a voice crying out in the, in the wilderness in Tennessee for freedom. And we need all the help we can get. I appreciate the kind emails, the text messages, the leads, the pictures, the articles that all of you send me. Uh, this is a, a project of passion, and I'm glad to have you all in here in the fight. You have a great weekend. Uh, I'm going to get to go uh, see a great uh, uh, presentation by Prager, uh, Dennis Prager, at Calvary uh, Baptist Church tonight. I'm excited about that. Tomorrow morning early, got to get up early, I will be in Wilson County. Uh, speaking to the uh, conservative Republicans down there uh, at River at Music City Church. I'm almost positive that's what it's called. And uh, so if any of you are around Wilson County, please join me. And then I've uh, got a little alumni event uh, for my fraternity on Saturday night. So it's going to be an action-packed weekend, lots of getting out there and doing stuff. So maybe I'll see some of you out there. Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you all. Take care. Stay free. Talk to you next week. Take care.